Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Thanks to our friends over at Lottery Watches for sponsoring Time to BS Podcast. Use the promo code time to bs at LaTerrain.com for some sweet deals over on the website. That's time, the number two, and BS at LaTerrain.com. It's time to BS. Apologies for the delay, ladies and gentlemen, as as promised. Well, 15 minutes late. Thanks, Jared. Appreciate you. <laughs> but welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Volume 38 of BS Sessions, part of Time to BS with Daniel Smooth, brought to you by our friends over at DraftKings. You know what? Sponsorships are in the description because I am tired of waiting, but... Joining me, hello stream, joining me for volume 38 of BS Sessions, this man, I have heard nothing but good things about him. He's a brain injury survivor, fitness advocate, and downright a good dude. Nick Palumbo, welcome to the Department of BS, my friend. How you doing, bro? I'm doing very good. Thank you for having me on, Dan. I appreciate it, man. So, um, how would you describe, for those who don't know who you are, how would you describe yourself? Take us from start to finish. So, when I was uh, growing up, I, uh, I uh, suffered from a traumatic brain injury. I was in a car accident when I was three and a half. And um, growing up, it was just uh, it was a struggle. Uh, you know, being a kid with a disability, going to school... You yeah, know, it was always like a, it was like a, a kind of like a struggle, you know. Yeah, I was, I got you. Being that kid with a disability, going to school and all that. Now, um, and uh, I really couldn't find my footing until like I would say my late, my later years. Till I became like twenty one, I went to the doctor. I was I was overweight, and I finally, I was three hundred and ten pounds. Shit. And. Um, I found out I almost was diabetic, so I wound up going on a weight loss journey. Okay. And you said you started at 310 pounds. And how much do you weigh right now, bro? Right now, I'm 288. 
It's fucking awesome, man. My lowest was uh, uh, two twenty six. So fuck, uh, man. <laughs> Look at you. So you. So at one point you lost almost a hundred fucking pounds, man. Yeah, I know it's insane to to view. You, fuck uh, yeah, man. I don't have times, man. You go, bro. Thank you. You go, bro. That's fucking awesome. I love hearing that shit. People like have a weight loss journey and they're committed to that. They're committed to that climbing up the staircase to success. Hey, and, listen, it's it's hard for everybody. I mean, going to the gym, it's not an easy lifestyle. No, it's not. And especially when I was saying like when you have a when you're a kid with special needs or has a, has a brain injury, it's hard to go to the gym. Yeah. Or you have to have, like I do. People yeah. look at you and say, like, damn, this this, this kid, um, you know, it's, it's hard for people like that. It's hard for anyone, yeah. And now, uh, now years later, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a personal trainer for kids with special Fuck needs. yeah. And disabilities. Uh, being a personal trainer for kids with special needs and disabilities, I feel... Um, I feel blessed to be doing what I do. Beautiful, bro. That's beautiful. And off air, you were talking. You were talking to me about like how how you started with this whole thing. And would you would you care to talk about something that happened in your childhood that helped? I guess would call it drive you into being a better into being a better human being and being grateful for the life that you have. Um, I feel like just I like. Um, I'm just grateful that, you know, I'm alive from the accident, man. I'm, I'm alive. You know, people, I used to take, like, life for granted. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything for granted. And now I'm just like, this is how I am. I feel like acceptance is really a lot of, I came to accept myself. And after I accepted myself, you know, that's how life got better. That's beautiful, man. So, for those who, for those in the audience who do not know, would you be able to talk about the accident? Um. So uh, it was uh, out east. It was out east in um, I, f- I forgot exactly where. That's okay. But there was where we, uh, me, and my mom, my sister, we were in a car, and um, we were in a car, and. Um, like on the intersection, like there wasn't a light. There wasn't like a light, and like the car went like f- through the intersection yeah. and hit 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 passenger side, and I was the the one really targeted in the accident. Shit. So um, yeah, going through that, it was it was a lot. I was airlifted to the hospital. I uh, dealt with a lot of, um, you know, years of uh, therapy and stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was in special ed my whole life in school. And uh, just it was a lot. It was a lot, you know, to do. What was the official, what was the official diagnosis of the accident? I'm a, I'm a TBI, traumatic brain injury. Shit. And I feel like... Um, you know, I used to um, I used to cry a lot. I used to uh, get emotional, upset at myself, and I feel like life, and I feel like uh, a lot of um, a lot of things. It's just you know, 
I really, to me, Dan, it comes to acceptance. You got to accept uh-huh. yourself. And I finally feel like I went from here to here. And I finally started to accept myself and accept myself. This is who I am. And that's awesome, man. Fuck what people think about me. That's I, awesome. I hate saying it that way. No, but you you're good. I mean? No, you're good. Fuck, we don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> we don't give a shit around here. You're good. But no, dude, that's fucking awesome. Like, seriously, I mean, to. You're a brain injury survivor. Yes. That's not. Like. That's not something to, like, take for granted or take lightly at all. Yes. I mean, to go through what you went through as a child and over 20 years later. Does that, like, does, do you reflect on that at all and you just go, wow? Sometimes I forget why I started this journey and why I said, you know what, why I'm going to be where I'm at, well, why I'm at today, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I, I forget why I started, but to be honest, this is why I started. I've, I'm in shock sometimes to see that <laughs> yeah. I lost over 85 pounds. Yeah, that's fucking awesome, though. To be honest, I'm in shock to feel like, oh, yeah, this is me. I lost eight, over 85 pounds. Um, I'm just in shock, you know? Yeah. To be honest, yeah. It's hard to, like, it's hard to take in. It's just hard to, like, understand. I can see you get emotional shit. And this is a this is a comfort zone, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a comfort zone. This is all, I, I talked about this off air. All this is is a comfort dojo. I understand. Yeah, Whatever yeah. is on your mind and you're willing to talk about, you're golden, bro. And yeah. that's it. Like, I'll tell you right out of the gate, I told you off air. I was diagnosed with PDD-NOS on the autism spectrum at the age of two years old. Never forgot that. I will never forget, like, the shit that my mom would, like, put herself through just to get me where I am. And I, I appreciate her for that. I understand Appreciate that. her for that 100%. And... You got a lot of great people in your life that would do anything to get you to succeed and to do well in life. Look at fucking Donut. Donut loves you. Look at this <laughs> shit. She just met you. <laughs> and she's already warming up, too, because she says it's the good vibes. What I was going to say is um, since I started working out. I feel like I met so many great people in my life, or so many, yeah, so many people that I, I was a kid that didn't have a lot of friends. I didn't have yeah. a lot of friends growing up. I dealt with a lot of like Tourette's and all that and that nonsense. Yeah, but now overcoming it and like being like, listen, this is me. But yeah, I didn't have a lot of friends, and now uh, a lot of my friends I meet years later, like. Um, some of my buddies I've I've met from going to different gyms, you know, just uh, my buddy Rob Catron that owns Coho, great guy. I met him, uh, my buddy Mike Merce, I met him, also a great guy. Shout out to Big Merce, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Big Man. Merce is a great guy. I met so many other people that were in my life years ago, but now came back into my life like you know what i mean we're like hey how you doing yeah, <laughs> Good yeah, to see yeah. you. basically basically, a while. <laughs> basically but like i feel like life is a journey and everybody's journey like you know what i mean stuff yeah. happens throughout your journey that you know that's how it is you know i'm gonna tell you a little i'm gonna tell you a little uh figure of speech or an expression that uh 
that hate to be humble, but I came up with. Um, it's the sword of the anvil. Yeah. So when you're born, by the time you're born, you're this one tiny little smidgen piece of steel. Tiny little steel. You know what I'm saying? And your job is to forge that steel into whatever sword, mace, whatever the fuck you want it to be. And sometimes your sword may crack or may even break. Your sword cracking or breaking, to bring this up, was your accident. Yeah, my, I feel like my accident as, like, I feel like, to be honest with you, Dan, I have two different parts of my life. The first 21 years and the last five years. The last five years really is a dream. It's, like, awesome to feel like yeah. I, I, I'm completed a personal training class. I'm a personal trainer. Now I, I work with a, a company. We uh we train kids with special needs. We train all type of people. Yeah. Older and young. I work for a company named uh Team Extreme. Team Extreme is a uh company that we work with kids all throughout the spectrum. Yeah. Autism all Down syndrome, every type of disability. But and then um I'm texting a buddy of mine because I feel like he would love to fucking hear this. Where is he? You're, all, you're, you're good, man. Do you want me to hold on? No, you're good. Keep talking. Keep so, talking because he runs a podcast called Defining Moments Podcast. So I uh, work with people, all kinds of people, young and old. And uh, I absolutely love it because I feel like it's 10 times harder for them to go to the gym. Yeah. Some people look at me and you like... Like, well, look at me. Like, I don't have a disability. Because if I walked up to somebody at the gym, they wouldn't say, oh, yeah, that guy has probably has a disability. There's some people that you can tell. And I feel like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's um, it's um it's really special doing what I do every day. It really brings me joy, excitement. And uh, I love working out with kids with disabilities. And teaching others how to work out. It's really an awesome job. That's beautiful, man. And I love it so much. People uh, need to fucking hear this story. Like, seriously, to to go through what you have continued to go through in your life. To go from, like, what many would consider to be rock fucking bottom. Yeah, I went from 100%, 100%. I went from rock bottom. And now, you know... <laughs> you basically got a fucking second chance in life. Yeah. To I, put it, like, to put it lightly. I like, a second chance of life is putting it lightly. Like, yes. like, seriously. Yeah. That's one, that's the best, that's one of the best ways I can put it. And, like, tell, tell us about your, tell us about the company you work with, Team Extreme. Team Extreme, uh, we're, we're a company that, uh, works with like I said all all types of people with disabilities maybe traumatic brain injury too TBI we work with all kids with disabilities but um these kids are special man I mean I always say it and I'll say it 100% and I'll say this to anybody in the gym people that go to the gym with a disability have a 100% harder time than me or you Dan yep. or me or Anybody else. Yeah. I go to the gym with some of my clients, and I'm like, damn, this kid, this kid, you know, I'll give you this for example. A few weeks ago, I saw this kid in the gym. He had a disability. 
He has Down syndrome. And I saw him in the gym, and I said, uh, damn, no one's giving up. Go, no one's going up to this kid and giving him motivation. I said, that's so not right. That's, like, so oh. fucked up. Like, that kid was me. Well, well, no, was me, but, like, I have a disability, too. And I wish someone said, like, taught me the way of working out. But, like, I just went, I, I went up to him and I said, buddy, I'm so proud of you and what you're doing right now. You're, you're, you're doing an amazing job and I'm so proud of you for um, the work you're doing and like, putting the hard work at the gym. That's fucking beautiful. And and then his dad also came up to me and I he, I explained to him what I did and he said, uh, man, I appreciate that so much you coming out to my son. And I said, listen, this is what we're supposed to do. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Because it really annoys me, the muscle head mentality of everybody at yeah. the gym. No one... I will tell you straight out, no one at that gym would have came up to that kid. No girl, no guy. And that bothers me in a way that everybody is like, you know, come on, that kid that kid did nothing to anybody. You're just going to treat him bad because of something else? Like, because, you know, he was di- because he was, quote, different. Different, yeah, yeah. So you're going to treat him different because he's, like, you're going to treat him that way? Man, that kid... That takes ten times more effort than, yeah. than lifting a hundred me lifting hundred and thirty five pounds or two hundred and fifty pounds and then you got these other muscle heads lifting hundred <laughs> pounds. Like you know man, like yeah. this is what I'm talking about, the gym atmosphere and that's the one thing that annoys me because you know, I never like you know, ha- I never had that and now to see other people being taken advantage of that pisses me off. Because I tell you, I'm like, I would be the first person at the gym to say, man, listen, give this kid some credit. We're all here for the same thing. We're, We're all here, here for the, for same, the reason. same reason. The better self and make, yeah. make each other happy. Of and- course. Of course. Is there like, growing up, I mean, as growing up from, let's say, kindergarten to high school. I was always in, I'm sorry, I was always in like special. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Kindergarten and high school, I was always in special ed. I was always, uh, I guess, like, not picked on, but I was always in special ed. More in my later years in middle school and high school, I was... Oh, the worst years. Worst years. (laughs) The worst fucking years. Everybody's kind of like... Everyone's a dick. (laughs) A dick. Picking on... Not picking on me, but... um. Then I just, I kind of stopped going to school in, like, 10th grade. So, a little, because, like, I had enough of everything. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then years later, I came back, and uh, I said, I said, listen, I'm going to become a personal trainer for kids with special needs and disabilities. And now to be doing it today, it's an absolute blessing. One of my trainers, my trainer, uh, Kettlebell Steve, my my trainer Steve Stopper, which goes by Kettlebell Steve. <laughs> Love that shit. He also he said to me, Nick, you're gonna be special one day. You're gonna be a kid. You're Fuck gonna, yeah! You're gonna be someone that's training kids with disabilities. Now to be doing it, it's an absolute blessing. That's fucking awesome. I now, love hearing that shit. Now, now years later, I have a girlfriend. My girlfriend Claudia. And Shout out to the camera. <laughs> sure, she's watching. Yeah, probably she is. And she loves this, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, 
just so many different different things got me to this point, and I'm just so blessed. <laughs> now to be sitting here with you, it's just like, damn, man. So I always wanted to get into motivational speaking, and this is as close as motivational speaking. I Start say. a fucking podcast. Yeah, I know. Please. I know. That's so, perfect. This is like all the stuff I, I've been dreaming of, and now to see it finally coming to reality, it's like, damn, man. Get a microphone. Get a USB microphone. <laughs> get OBS Studio. That's the easiest way to do it. Get OBS Studio. Start Anchor. That's free. Yeah. Easy as shit. Just hit record and go. Yes, sir. That's it. But That um, is it. Yeah, this, this journey, man, has been amazing, and I love it so much. Who's been your biggest supporter? How, you know what? Let's make this easier. Three of your biggest supporters in your life from the day you started your journey to, let's say, the last 10 minutes. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you a story. So I'm the kind of kid that I... Attempted losing weight several, several times. Yeah. I attempted losing weight about, I don't know, five or six times. I would always, like, stop working out after losing 10 pounds. Then I said, I remember uh, the day I got diabetes. Oh, I was pre-diabetic. Like, you know what? I said to my mom, I'm going to lose 85 pounds. She's like, this is probably going to go on for a little bit, but whatever. And I said... I'm just going to keep on going. There so, you go. I would say my my mom, my dad, like, is also supporting me, taking me to the gym all the time because I don't drive. So, you know, so and my mom. And uh, um, I don't really have a third one right now. I mean, I would say my girlfriend right now is another supporter. So about to say she's in the chat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> She's really, in the chat. I don't really, yeah, I know. I don't really have like that many supporters. My uh, my friend Joey, I met him at uh, South Shore Iron. Yeah, uh, he's another one that supports me. A lot, a lot of people. My friend Rob, Mike. You know. Yeah, I just have like different people like that I met throughout my journey. That Your story is like rocket fuel to a lot of people that just. Need some way to keep going. Just keep on going. Just keep going. Seriously. I mean, and you got great people that are joining this chat on yeah. your chat and mine. Yeah. And that will continue to support you through and through. Think of it this way. You get great people in your life that are going to push you, hold you accountable. Yeah. Tell you when you're fucking up. And you know what? That's them showing tough love, but in the end, they support you no matter what. Also, my friend Ricky, my friend Jordan, and several other people, you know? Yeah. Have been uh, alone of this vibe for me for years. And and their families have been beautiful. alone for the vibe. And to see where I'm at today, it's just, you know. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. That's gorgeous. I mean, I told you... Before we start recording, I mean, yes, you get anyone in your life that has a great heart and a great drive to help you be better, and that's better than anything in the world. Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing. When you have good people in your life, I didn't have the best people in my life, maybe 
five years ago. Like, I didn't have a lot of people in my life five years ago, but now I have that support. When you have that support, it's all about, I guess, building the support system of who you have in your life and the kind of people you have in your life. The circle of trust. Yeah, exactly. The circle of trust. I I would say about that. That would be good. I call it it the department of bullshit. That's my department of bullshit. Hey, everybody has that too, man. I mean, everybody has (laughs) that. That's my department of bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I keep my inner circle small, but I keep it, but I keep it close by. Like I, uh, I keep the people that I know I can trust with it, with like shit that bothers me, with shit that I want to talk about, with shit that's like, hey, listen, I need, I need some fucking help. Like, what do I do? Whether it's like mentally, physically, financially, whatever the fuck, I know I can go to them and be like, all right, what can I do? Yeah, I mean, uh, this this journey's been, um, I feel like. Family, just other family supported me. My uh, uncles, everybody, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just awesome, man. I love it. That's the beauty of all of it. That's the beauty of having a great support system, bro. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Do you, uh, do you have any, like, what do you eat on a consistent basis? Let's go to that. Let's go to your diet. Like, so everybody looks at me. I'm a, yes, I'm a, I'm a, I eat, try to eat as healthy as I could. Like, you know what? I'm not that guy with the six-pack and the abs and all that crap. You know what I mean? I'm not that. But uh, I try to eat as healthy as I could. Like, I, yeah. I'm like, I'm not that guy. At first, when I first started working out, I was the guy eating steak, chicken, rice, fish every day of the week. But and then, you know, now I'm a little more held back. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Like, yeah, I don't, you know, I, I still eat healthy, but like not as healthy. You know what I mean? You give yourself, you give yourself some breathing room. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of my, one of my things is I, well, I know I would have to start eating healthy on a consistent basis. Bodybuilding is one of what I would really like to do at some point in my life. Okay. Is become, oh, you're good. Become a bodybuilder. And, it wasn't uh, Donut that made that noise. She's chilled right there. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. No, I would like to become a, a bodybuilder. Or, okay. Um, and I feel like that's when I would really have to trim up my eating. Like, you know, I really got my eating on par. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I eat a lot of steak, a lot of chicken. You know, Beautiful. man, I like, I like pretty much everything. I'm a fish guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're a long guy. We got to eat fish for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that. But I would say to everybody, like, you know what? Just take it one day at a time. If you were to start working out today. Thank you. Don't. This is what I tell everybody. You want to start working out. Don't clean everything out of your diet. At least that's, that's what I had to do. I had to literally then say, that's it. Uh, no more chips, May, no more no, dip. <laughs> May 18th, I'm, I'm being serious. I came home from Applebee's on May 18th, 2018, went on the treadmill. And then next day, I literally stopped having uh, everything. Ooh. Every bad thing for at least six months. Shit. That's when I dropped my first 50. Nice. Then after that, I dropped another uh, 30. And then, you know, as as the journey just goes on, that's... And it took me about a year 
to probably do that. So, you know. So, that was a big mistake that I did. I went from, I was at I was 340 at one point, and then the lightest I got to was 240. At like 245, like 250 or some shit. And what I did was, I did similar to what you did. I did chicken, I did fish, I did steak. I did mostly carnivore-based diet. And then somewhere in the last few months, I said, what the fuck am I doing wrong here? What am I doing wrong here? And so I've been going by, okay, I can still eat what I want to eat, but at the same point, just eat slower and eat in smaller portions. Yeah, like I used to uh, eat, like I actually looked up on my phone how many calories is in one pound. So for shits and giggles, this is, this is weird. <laughs> this is weird. When I did this, so I did this like, uh, so I every night I would go downstairs on my treadmill for about six months, and literally go for sixty minutes to an hour and a half of cardio every night. And I would try to burn about six to seven hundred calories. You must have slept like a baby after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, but that's seriously what I did. I burnt, I burned like six to seven hundred calories every night, and then I would try to burn at least thirty five hundred at the end of the week. So I would be burning a, a pound a week. I mean, I don't know why. I just had that in my head. You I, just gave me an idea, there, my <laughs> friend. Now I know what to do this weekend. No, nah, but that's like kind of what I did. I don't know why I did that. Huh. But, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty interesting Like when I first started. But then now I'm at a point where I mainly weight lift. I hate doing cardio, man. Like, you know, like who likes doing cardio to begin with? But I did cardio so much when I was, when I was younger, five years ago, when I first started, that today I hate cardio. <laughs> cardio is annoying. I will give you that. Cardio is annoying, man. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I hate to be the one just uh, on the treadmill and whatever. Ooh, I have an idea. Sorry to cut you off. I have an idea for you that I think you would love. Have you tried pad training? What's that? Pad training. You know, like punching bag and shit? Yeah, I did a little bit of that. So if you go online, I'm sure you got big fucking hands. Like, I, I, have, I have bare hands. Yeah. So go on Amazon. Go get extra large to 2XL UFC gloves, not boxing gloves, like cage fighting gloves, and just go on the heavy bag yeah. and just punch in the heavy bag for like 10 minutes, like five-minute intervals, 10, 20 minutes, five-minute intervals, yeah. just hard as you can, as not fast, but as hard as you yes. can. That's what I've been doing. But then you're going to think this is weird, too. So okay. Everybody does, everybody knows I don't drive. Well, now everybody knows I don't drive, but eh, the people close to, me, close to me know I don't drive. So I used to uh, walk to my gym every day. So huh? My, I used to go to Mr. D's Ultimate Fitness at first, when I first started working out. I used to work from my house all the way down in Bookhaven, go to Mr. D's, stop, get eggs at some egg place, and then go all the way down to Mr. D's every day. And huh. then that was like probably like five or six miles huh. from my house. So huh. that's how, again, I lost a lot. I did a lot of cardio doing that. You know, for shits and giggles, I'm going to Google this real quick. At one point, you know? I want to see how far it is to walk from here to my gym. 
at one point I tried to do that. I mean, that was pretty much after I was doing my cardio in the house forever. That was probably in 2019 I started doing that. Like, like February 2019, I remember. So that's like two hours. That's like a two-hour walk. No, but I would, like, stop, maybe go get something, you know what I mean? That's not a bad idea. <laughs> huh. Because I'm psycho that way. No, but I didn't do that when I first started. When I first started, I would just do the treadmill. But I would be like, yo, I want to go maybe go get eggs every day. Maybe I'll go get an egg sandwich or my just egg rice and whatever from the deli. And then go walk down to the gym. So I would, like, maybe do that for like an hour. And at that time, I didn't have a job, really, because I was in personal training and whatever. So I kind of... Told my parents, give me like a year or two. They were nice about that, which I'm very thankful for my mom and dad giving me that time. I said, I'm going to lose a certain amount of weight and go to school for personal training. There you go. You know what I mean? But in that time, I would always walk to the gym every day. Like I would would literally walk there every day. So it's like, that's like an hour and a half. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. You know, but I did that for a lot in 2019. And then the pandemic hit, so everything shut down. Yeah. So um, that is what it is. Then I went to uh, South Shore for a little while. I was still doing the walking a little, but um, you know what I mean? And then... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was doing the... Oh, you're on low battery. I yeah. got you. Keep talking. I was doing the... Um, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, keep talking. Keep talking. Keep talking. All right. I was doing the the walking every day, and then pandemic hit, of course, and then I started back up again doing it a little, and then I went to South Shore, and, um, you know, so I every okay. I lost a certain amount of weight, you know. <laughs> what drives you like to keep like keep this going? What is like your biggest inspiration or your biggest like motivation to like, just say, Superman, let's fucking go? I love this shit, man. I'm gonna be honest. This is if I don't work out, I don't feel myself. So this is area. This feels when I I listen to a lot of. Eric Thomas, motivational speaker. I listen to. Yeah. I listen to uh, Tony Robbins. I listen to uh, David Goggins. Yes. All that. <laughs> yes. Motivational stuff, <laughs> and I feel like you know what? When you hear that stuff, like it makes you want to work out. Like, yeah. You know what I mean, and I've been, and I've been doing this for so long, like that. I need to work out. This, yeah. That is like my therapy. Being there at the gym and freaking throwing an insane shitload of weights around is my therapy. <laughs> In the most weird way possible, yeah, that's, that's my therapy. I tell, I tell my girlfriend all the fucking time, like, the, the gym makes me happy. And she tells me, did you go to the gym today? Did you go to the gym? Because she pushes me to be better. Yeah, my, my girlfriend now, like, says... I'm like, yo, I need to go to the gym before I see you. You know, like, if I do not at the gym... I'm not going to be myself today, you know? <laughs> Plus, I take supplements when I work out and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, uh, I hear you with that part. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, uh, I take a lo- I take uh, some supplements when I work out. Beautiful. And everything, but uh, yeah, it just just keeps me going, going to the gym. That's beautiful. That's beautiful, man. Well, uh, a few more questions for you. No, you good, buddy. So, if you could give a great piece of advice to anyone, to like those who are watching, those who are listening. What's, like, your biggest piece of advice that you can give to anyone that is, say, struggling with their phys- like struggling with their physical health, struggling with their mental health, whatever? What's some advice that, like, Nick Paloma would give I would give, to those? Uh, because I, me, myself, I did suffer before everything. I did suffer with some depression yeah. and a lot of stuff. I did, um, did, uh, took a great deal of depression and, uh. I'm going to bring this up. My nanny got me through that because my nanny was 96 at the time. She sadly passed, but she uh, she got me through that. And um, just, you know what I mean? Like, do what makes you happy. That's it. And fuck everybody else. Fuck yeah. So I'm going to be 100% honest. Don't do what people wa- want you to do. Do what makes you happy. That's it. Because at the end of the day, if you do what makes you happy... You know what? I look at my job right now and be seriously, Dan, seriously, serious, serious with you, Dan, that I don't, if you do what you love, you're not going to work a day in your life. And I love personal training and I love working out. That's it. And I don't, that's not work to me. That's called love. That's beautiful. I've been saying it a lot, but that is beautiful. I heard this quote, I heard that quote a long time ago. If you do what you love, it's not considered work. It's considered fun. I got another one for you. You are the most important person in your life. And the tallest trees take the longest time to grow. 100%. 100%. And I'm going to continue on with that sword analogy. But for those who are just joining in, you are a tiny piece of steel when you're first born. Yes. And your your job is to forge that blade into whatever, forge that steel into whatever blade you want it to become. Sometimes it may even crack or may even break. Yes. And that's fine. And the hammer and the anvil are the two most important teachers in life, which are failure and pain. If you're not failing, you don't learn. If you don't suffer through pain, you won't know what it feels yeah. like to, to feel. I go by those uh, sayings. I'm very uh, up with the sayings. Like, never give up. Yeah. No excuses. No excuses is what I go by on Instagram. No excuses fit. Of course... But no excuses, never give up, stay strong, never accept failure. I mean, those are really what I stand by in my life. That's good shit. That's good shit. <laughs> and then, as I was saying, like, the the hammer is pain, the, the anvil is failure. And so, when your sword cracks or even breaks, what do you do? You fix that shit. You gotta fix it. You gotta, you gotta fix that up. shit. And these things happen in the end. With, with the sword crack with the with your instance the sword cracking or the yes. sword even breaking your your accident the depression everything that has happened in your life is your sword cracking or even breaking but you know what you fix that blade yes you continue to work on that blade you continue to fix that sword and you're fucking doing it you're you're reforging your sword into your image that's yeah. fucking awesome. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm blessed to be where I'm at, man. That's at the end of the day. That's the only word I'm going to use. I'm blessed. And Donut loves you, too. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking cat, she's like, I'm chilling. She's like chilling on my jacket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's, she's a mush. Yeah, I can She's tell. such a mush. <laughs> I can tell she's chilling on my jacket. That's beautiful, man. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Where can people find you before we... uh? Before we close up shop for the day. Oh, yeah. People can find me uh No Excuses Fit. Well, or people that are probably watching me now can find me at Unique Fitness. I'm always at Unique Fitness. Or um, if you ever want to work out, hit me up on Instagram at No Excuses Fit. And uh, let's get a workout in. Beautiful, on, man. It's time to work out. <laughs> Beautiful, man. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Volume 38 of BS Sessions, part of Time to BS with Daniel Smooth, the part of the Belly of Sports and Belly of Media Network. We're coming to you from the lovely beaches of Long Island, New York. Nick? Can I say one more thing? Of course, brother. Dan, I'm so uh, I'm thankful for you having me on tonight and talking to everybody. Uh, this hey, is a, man. This was, this was honestly a dream come true and something I did not feel like would happen. Five years ago. <laughs> and we all get a second crack at life, man. We always do. And in this case, happened a little earlier than expected, yes, but hey, you're fucking here, man. You're doing your thing, brother. Thanks, man. I appreciate you, having, appreciate you coming on, bro. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Stanley Smooth. I'm coming to you from the lovely beaches of Long Island, New York. Nick, appreciate you for coming on, brother. And we will all see you with this life, and especially the next one. Cheers.